Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here as usual with my good buddy, Toasty of Toasteria. A new one! I, I don't just, think that's new. Toasteria? I don't think I've ever I said that I've, before. I, I feel like I've heard that one before. No. Yeah. Chat, have I ever said that one before? I just pulled that one right out of my butt. Because it's like... Nice and warm. Tamaria and... Yeah. Uh, I don't think I, I said I, that before. That was brand I new. I feel like I've heard that before. Okay. Maybe you didn't say it before, but Maybe it's somebody. definitely been said. Okay, well, I don't that's... remember having seen it, so I'm going to take credit. But what are you doing, buddy? How's, oh, it, how's it going? Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, glad the holidays are over as far as work goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that one left in a review? Oh, maybe it was. Okay. But anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. don't remember that, but I'm an old man, so I, I can. So you have said it before. I don't know. I might read have. The I read the review. Okay. But anyway, well, hey, so, okay, let's get into the show, though. Um, we're <laughs> we're happy to have you guys back. Welcome back to the show. We are we're past the holidays. We're into 2022 we uh we just wrapped up our end of the year end of the month end of december patron episode where we got to talk about the season as a whole and um today's episode where this is our second part of talking about season two episode one of the netflix witcher series and we're going to be going into specifically the detail rundown of the episode kind of like we did with the individual episodes of season one the first half of this was our impressions of this the show this this episode and we kind of broke down our impressions and uh, didn't really go into a detailed recap this is going to be the recap part of that of that breakdown. So stay tuned for that. Um, one of the things I wanted to address before we get into that, uh, we did get some responses, actually two things. One, thank you to everybody who's tuning into the show. There's been such a, such a large buzz because of season two, lots of brand new listeners. Our numbers are up over 200% because of that. So welcome to everybody who is tuning in. Thank you for being here. Hello. (laughs) Hello. We're glad you guys are listening. Um, and also we've gotten a lot of response due to the last episode, uh, where we had our patrons on and we, um, got to talk with them about general impressions of the season and those kinds of things. And I've heard some responses from that. And I tried to be very open to different interpretations and tried to spell out there that there's a, a broad expanse of different feelings on this. And I did hear back some responses from people and I just wanted to clarify some things. Uh, first of all, um, I am in no means against any one interpretation. I think everybody is, if you have certain feelings about the season, I don't think anyone's wrong for having feelings. Um, I I think that your feelings are as legitimate as anybody else's. So just wanted to put that out there. I don't think anybody's wrong for having any feelings whatsoever. I have my feelings about this season. Toasty has his feelings. And as we get further into each of these episodes, you're going to see that we're definitely going to share those and we may not even agree with each other. So if you're new to the show, Hold, you know, hold on to that and you may or may not agree with ours and we would love to have really actual good dialogue with you and polite dialogue in order to share those feelings and kind of suss that out a little bit. Um, two, I think that there are many different people with lots of different perspectives and all of those things are legitimate. So I just wanted to put that out there that I, I'm not saying that you have to fit into one camp or another. I'm just sharing that there are lots of different perspectives on these things and no one perspective is necessarily right or wrong it's just the ways that we all come to this content so 
Just wanted to, except for mine, of course. I am obviously <laughs> correct. So he's um, always correct, right? So right. I, I'm the expert here. That means my opinion matters more, right? And, uh, and this the, wasn't like the antagonist of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, and and Rob the Princess asked, "Was there drama that I didn't even catch?" There isn't big drama that no that you didn't catch. It's just there's been conversation around this, and I want people to be clear that I'm I'm not. I, I've just heard some some things. I've I've had a few conversations, and I just want people to be clear that. If I say something like um, some people think that the season should have been 100 percent accurate to the books, but I don't think that that would have been possible. That doesn't mean that I don't think that that would have been cool like that would have been cool. I just I have reasons for believing that that isn't possible. Right. Like like it's very hard to be concise and state all of these things without other people also lumping in other opinions and connecting them to the things that you also think it becomes kind of like a political conversation sometimes because people like to lump things into the things you say. So I just wanted to be clear about all that. What Tom is saying is that, is that if you have a problem with anything that he is voicing right now at this moment, you should (laughs) hop on, you should hop on the discord channel. Yeah. The robots radio discord channel, hop in the, the Witcher lore cast specific channel and we can have respectful dialogue about Absolutely. our opinions with each other. Absolutely. I would emphasis 100%. on respectful. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. And 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 that's why and I'm and I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. I think that that's in fact I think it's great if you disagree with me. I would love to hear your opinions and why you think that maybe I'm wrong about something because if you can convince me of something that I should change my mind about, then that's awesome. Like I'm completely open to that. Like I I just want us to be in an understanding here. And if you have, if you have an assumption about something I say, then I I want to make sure that you ask and, and see clarity in that and that we're open to that. And I've had some good conversations. This isn't because I've had bad conversations. I just want to be clear about that because anytime, and I've learned this from discussing hotbed topics on other podcasts that I've done. Anytime you talk about anything that's hot and people have lots of feelings about, they make big assumptions and they assume that you're in like the other camp when you say something they di- that you, they disagree with. So I would just love to get into the minutia of a point before people draw big sweeping conclusions about things. So that's all I'm saying. Just wanted to put that out there to begin with, um, because this episode is not going to be a hotbed issue. This is probably the most agreed upon episode in the entire season where most people are like, hey, this was pretty good. Like, it doesn't stray too much from the source material. Sure, Siri's there when she wasn't, but for the most part, it's pretty good. So we're not going to get there yet, but we will definitely be getting into some of this, you know, area as we get into the other episodes as we move forward. So. Why don't we kick it off, Toasty? I'm sure that was a lot longer than most people needed to have, and maybe I'll edit down and post, but here we go. <laughs> uh, too bad. They've already clicked off the podcast. Um, yeah, as well not, they're uh, already gone. Oh, we just lost all the new gone. listeners. Sorry. Bye, everybody. Uh, uh, bye. It was nice having you. Now, uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's go ahead and jump into the recap. Um, so, of course, first things first, we get the, the nice, beautiful, uh, very scenic... Uh, brutal murder intro, as I like to call it. Um, we just see a bunch of people just get killed bloodily and and terribly by some invisible flying monster thing. Right. Yeah. Just and and this is like this is like insane. Like how 
uh intensive like murders these are because they get like picked up and then three seconds later it's just like a sack of meat that yeah. just gets dropped down yeah like, yeah foreshadowing they're all scared and then all of a sudden boom boom boom, boom they're dead and yeah. they're yeah. violently dead yeah. so <laughs> we we get past that um everyone everyone's just dead uh and we we get this nice uh pan to the uh the aftermath of the battle of Sodden. We got we got Taseya trying to find Yennefer by like sifting through dead people's memories, which is really cool. We get to see these cool like first person perspectives of people dying and killing other people. Yeah, which is yeah, pretty. And, and the torment that she must be feeling by having to do that also must be pretty intense. But she really wants to find Yennefer. Yeah, she really wants to find Yennefer. So. Um, yeah, so she's not finding anything. There's like thousands of bodies here. Like she's not going to be able to find that specific person who knows exactly what happened to Jennifer because there's so many people. Um, and they're cleaning up. Meanwhile, the other mages are cleaning up the uh, the people that are still alive. Um, Vilgefortz and some others. And then to say it kind of has this moment of like, terrible like i guess like suffering sadness and screams out yennefer and who else shows up but Geralt also screaming for yennefer uh -huh. um and basically he gets told of that yennefer's dead and he's heartbroken Geralt, like like intensely sad Geralt, and it's kind of heartbreaking right now this is this is one of the main themes throughout the season is Geralt believing that she's she's gone um do you this immediately struck me as like one of those tv tropes of like oh main character believes other main character is dead because they just showed up at the wrong place at the wrong time um did you feel that way about this or did or did you feel like nah this is kind of this is legit like we we saw that they were literally like right there as far as the battle of Sodden went, like they were next door essentially. Mm -hmm. So them showing up and, you know, of course she's gone. So of course he's going to, they're all going to believe that she's dead at this point. Like she just straight blasted out fire and then disappeared and magic takes a, its cost on people. Like we learned that in season one where like chaos has a price that you have to pay and she did some insane magic so it makes sense for her it's consuming Speed yeah did. that makes sense like that makes sense like so i, I guess I, I get it's a trope that's following but i think it I think it's a very believable trope as far as this goes um and of course it's it's ironic because as an audience we find out soon enough that she's not actually dead and most of us probably would have assumed that she wasn't anyways given right you know probably prior knowledge of the witcher so right. now from a from a book perspective having read the read the books how did, does this line up in any way it it's it's hard to say exactly they don't it, yeah Geralt uh, visits the memorial of the battle of sodden hill and yennefer's name is on the like that whole list that they do spoiler alert mm -hmm. in a later episode mm -hmm. they have a list of the people who died at sodden hill there's they have that he sees that 
and her name is on the bottom of that list. He thinks that she's dead. Um, okay. So there is a, as far as there's the a legitimate details, call back yeah. to that in, in a way. Okay. Yeah. Right. So as far as the details go, we don't know much because we don't get to see in a first perspective a whole lot in the books. Right. So, right. um, Basically, in series, like really asking who Yennefer is and wants to know more. And Geralt's at this point, you know, he's done. Like, she's dead. It's not even, it doesn't matter anymore. You don't need to know about her. She's gone. So it's pretty, pretty upsetting little beginning there. Um, then we have Siri and Geralt uh, at like a campfire night. Siri's having nightmares, um, probably about like the, the night with the winged feathers. Um, and they kind of have a talk. Carol doesn't sleep well either. Talk about the law of surprise and how that, that worked. Cause she doesn't really, she didn't really know mm-hmm. that story. Um, and kind of what they're going to do next, you know, series throwing out ideas of like, I can go back to Sintra or I can go to Skellig and Geralt's telling her like, yeah, these aren't, these aren't good ideas because of, yeah. you know, whatever reasons, like she'll just be used as a political bargaining tool. Right. Essentially. He's, he's wise enough to know the, the lay of the land, like the, the lay of the political land, literally yeah. <laughs> and figuratively yeah, we, both, both things. And um, to know that like, she's not safe anywhere. And so he comes up with a plan to take her to the one place he knows is as safe as can be. Yeah. And so we, we get past that. Um, kind of a little talking, like we get to see these talks pretty frequently in the season, uh, just kind of getting some of that bonding going. Then we cut to Eratusa, all the aftermath of the battle, like all the injured people that kind of have this whole infirmary set up with people. Triss has uh, a close call. She's like seizing and is dying. And it takes to say a Vilgefortz and Artorius, uh, Artorius being Fragilla's uncle, um, to stabilize her with magic in order to get her in better condition. Um, and then they talk about like how they need answers. Like they, they don't know what's going like the whole story yet. They need answers to find out, you know, what they should do next. So to say, recommends that she interrogates the, the prisoner, um, and find out information that way, which uh, there's a little bit of, you know, conflict there as far as the, I guess to say his methods aren't exactly approved by the uh, brotherhood. Right. Um, but right. Vilgefortz is like, well, I'm kind of in charge here and she wasn't asking your permission. I give her my permission. Right. So, right. It's, uh, it's like a, and, and he is, he's of course a soldier and this is more of like a wartime approval kind of He's thing. like the commander essentially of the mages at Sodden for the most part. Right. So uh, then we get to, we, we cut to Yennefer waking up. Uh, she looks really dirty and worn out and she's uh, bound a prisoner. And we get this kind of weird lens effect of her coming to seeing uh, Nilfgaardian soldiers and then Fringilla and we find out that she has been captured um, and taken as a prisoner of war by Fragilla. So, yeah. Next, we get uh, Siri and Geralt on their way and to wherever they're going at this point. Uh, they haven't said specifically uh, until 
now she's asking where they're going. He says Karen Morin, and he tells her about the the pogrom or the massacre that happened in the past when he was a child, uh, and how it left this the witchers down to a spare few. Um, and then they talk about kind of her visions and how she saw things before they actually happened. And I guess kind of the implications of that. This is the Um, first time that we get uh, any, like a really solid connection to the, like you said, the Netflix cinematic universe. The fact that this is tying back to the nightmare of the wolf um, Mm -hmm. animated movie. And that, that version of the history of care Morin and the witchers is in this universe is uh how the story plays out right and so they're they're, as they're talking they come across this like butchered deer um which gerald finds suspicious uh and he goes over to investigate ends up eating a piece of it um which was you know totally delicious looking i think (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of a callback to the wounded deer in the first episode of season one the the, when he fights the monster a deer gets wounded and he has to eat it remember that i did not think about that that? there's a a wounded deer in both episodes but both season one both episode ones of each season and it's both times it's wounded by uh, a monster (laughs) and he eats it and he eats it yeah, but the fair enough. But the but the results and the reasons for the wounding are, are different. Yeah, I did not think about that. That's that's it's kind of an interesting parallel. Yeah, yeah. So they make it to a, to the town, the town we saw and the brutal murder intro, but they don't go inside the town, so they don't see really anything that's happened. It just looks abandoned, and they're like, okay, this is odd. There should be like it should. There should be people here. It should be lit up. So they decide not to go into the town and instead of go uh, to a, a friend who lives nearby, a friend of Geralt's. Um, so we get to the spooky mansion, essentially. Yes, right. Uh, and they're, they're kind of uh, putting Roach in, in the stable and he's telling her, you know, stay back because it's, kind of got that spooky vibe still going on. He wants to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gate slams shut. We get like the window shutters and the doors start flapping of their own accord. It's very, very spooky. And then Geralt just gets tackled by this big furry monster with tusks. Yeah. This beast man. And it's like, Oh dear, what's happening? Uh, Except he's just an old buddy. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and, and on on second thought on this, he's lucky that Geralt didn't, like, just slaughter him right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being that Geralt much. could have probably reacted and destroyed him, but he doesn't. Yeah, so it turns out this is Novellan, um, who's uh, a, lot, a lot different than he was the last time Geralt saw him because he wasn't a big hairy boar monster before mm-hmm. um so he invites them inside uh to to warm themselves offers syria bath uh we find out that he can just magically spawn things from the ceiling essentially yeah things just appear uh, and fall down which is very entertaining um it, it kind of makes me think of like a like one of those kind of you get this 
but there's a cost kind of thing. So like Mm -hmm. you can make anything you want inside your house, but it has to fall from the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, you know, it's not exactly the most convenient, but I guess you can make anything you want. So Mm -hmm. who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, So Siri, you know, settles down to go, you know, basically have a bath. Uh, They go off to drink. um, And, Nivellan assures him that you know Siri's safe, and we see that Geralt's starting to kind of—he's—he's he's very concerned. He wants to protect her and wants to make sure she's safe here. So they—we have dinner, or or I guess first Siri has this weird feeling where there's someone kind of watching her mm-hmm. where she's at, and we get to see that there's like someone or something up in the ceiling who's like peeking down at her. It's like, okay, what's going on here? It's very interesting. Uh, then she goes to dinner. They eat. Uh, Nivellen tells us how Geralt and himself met, where they basically, Geralt got a contract to kill a, a wyvern and it's din. And Nivellen wanted to help to try and not look like a loser to his dad, <laughs> essentially. Right, right. And Geralt, basically, he nearly died. And yeah, Novellan nearly got himself killed. Geralt has saved him and then killed the wyvern and pretended like Novellan was the one who killed the wyvern, or at least one of them, because there was multiple. So yeah, in typical uh, Geralt White Knight fashion, comes to you know be the nice guy in the end and help him out. As as uh, as Novellan says, he's a big softy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and which then, gets a look from Siri. Yeah, <laughs> like a really <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, we see there's a, I think it's funny little interaction here with how like kind of needling Siri is to Geralt at this point. Like mm-hmm. she's she's very much like kind of good humored about it, but she's definitely like kind of throwing jabs, like little jabs at him, I guess, to kind of egg him on, see how he reacts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah which I think is kind of cute, honestly. And then uh, he tells Novellan tells us about how he got cursed. He went to a temple, trashed a temple and uh, the priestess cursed him to be uh, this monster and that he had to live alone. So, you know, he can't live with anyone and he looks like that. Um, And he tells us, you know, things like he tried to like end it, before like he's he struggled with this a lot even to the point of where he's contemplated suicide but uh he can't die right (laughs) he just keeps coming back which is very interesting um we move on to the i guess a different room like a sitting room or something rather than the dining room and kind of talking about how uh he saw the wild hunt uh racing across the sky uh, which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. We get a, a mention of the wild hunt in the first episode of yeah, the season, which is very interesting. And then he tells basically it's the sign of the end of days. Geralt's like, I've been through so many end of days. It's all bullshit, anyways. Like nobody, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try, you're not gonna get me to 
you know, start believing in that. I've been through too many. Um, and then we hear like that kind of scratching sound again was going on. Um, and Siri's like, you know, do you have a cat or something? It's stuck in the ceiling. I think like she's noticed there's something going on. Um, and we get this very not believable story about how, he yeah. has a cat named a cat. Verena. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is my cat. Yeah. And and Geralt doesn't believe him. He's like, didn't you say you were supposed to be alone? Like, you're supposed to live alone. Mm-hmm. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. So Geralt's starting to question things. Um, and then we cut back to Aratuza. Uh, we see that the prisoner is, in fact, Kair. Uh, they have taken Kair, which is... I would say probably a pretty valuable prisoner of war if you yeah. had to pick one. Um, and we get probably one of the most terrifying scenes in the season with just how brutal this interrogation is. Because Tasey is not really looking like she wants the answers, mm-hmm. but she really just wants to cause him pain more than anything else. <laughs> she's very angry. Yes. She yeah, she's very angry. We hear like the, it's it, they definitely like with the sound effects on it. Like we hear like cracking and popping. Oh yeah, and every like it's they they put a whole lot into making it seem as painful and uncomfortable as possible, and it really works. Mm-hmm. And, the zoom you know, into the get, face, the uncomfortable angle, looking down on his head. Yeah, her monologue on top of it mm-hmm. of like stripping away everything that he has. And yeah. if he's been blessed by evolution to have a single wrinkle on his brain, <laughs> yes. she will, she will basically ingrain it deeper and deeper and show him what a scream can really be. And man, all right, like it's a terrifying scene. It's also probably one of my favorite scenes of the season because I think intense. it really shows us yeah. how she really feels about Jennifer. Like she's heartbroken at this point. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting. Right. So we get past that. Uh, we don't really find anything about it except to, to say is scarier than we may have thought before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we move to uh, back to Yennefer, who's uh, basically complaining about her food, which, uh-huh. you know, a whole lot of prisoners be complaining about food, I guess. <laughs> well, she, I, We're starting to see that she's unraveling what's going on. Yeah. And and how so, valuable she is. And she's making it she's starting to show that she knows. And, and I think that's this is what this is showing. Is she's yeah. starting to show how, how she knows how valuable she is and that she can't be returned in in, you know, they're not gonna kill her. They're not gonna hurt her that much. And she knows it. Yeah, I'm basically talking about kind of I think it's it's a good moment to to watch here with kind of that development between that relationship because obviously they're enemies here but they kind of are going back and forth on the issue of like who's who's been who, who's going to be shunned more like the mage who resorted to using fire magic to win this like massive battle or the other mage who failed to push north like she was supposed to like failed in her orders and is right. now fleeing back to her homeland with her tail tucked between her legs. Um, but basically showing that they're both not in good position with, with the people that they kind of 
they're super Word. Under. right so right. yeah yeah and she's basically figured out that she's like okay i'm i'm the bargaining chip so she can't she can't do anything to me she needs me so pretty much i'm gonna be as annoying as i possibly can because mm-hmm. she needs me yeah she's figured yeah. out that she has the leverage in the situation even though she's a prisoner yeah so we move back to uh you know casa Nivellen, um and <laughs> I was, I didn't know what to call it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and we get this little, he, he makes this like this weird, like lamp thing. It's kind of, it's like a lamp, but it has like designs on it that cause kind of this moving picture it's around the room. Very cool. It's, it's a very cool thing. It's, it's, uh, you go back about 200, 300 years and these, these, uh, were actually, uh, toys of the aristocracy. Like they were, they were things that people created and played with and if you were wealthy you could have somebody make one of these things and you would put a light in the middle and you'd spin it around and it had these frames right that would come around the outside and it would make the the shadows that showed up on the wall animate just like a like a a picture box Mm -hmm. and um and this one's magical so of course it tells a story as these things animate definitely yeah which yeah he could do all kinds of crazy stuff with his magic stuff. So we get a little bit of a story, um, which I don't think any, any names in particular mentioned, but if, uh, if you're familiar at all with, uh, with Witcher lore, you, you'll know that this is kind of a little bit of a exposition about Lara Dorn. Yes. Um, and this is foreshadowing for, again, for the rest of the season. And this mm-hmm. is another point in this first episode, why this first episode was so important and it's it's also foreshadowing and um this is another thing i appreciated and and you know watching through it kind of plugged into i was like there's a reason why the story is being told there's like this is going to come back and it's 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 cool it's this is a this is a moment and and to to the writer's credit this is a moment of good foreshadowing and it was done in a really cool way and it was a good reason for including siri in this episode and making this work um one thing I give like big props to is whenever writers manage to add in exposition without it like seeming just like exposition. Right. Like right. like adding in details about the like things that tell you about the world, but they're not just having this chunk at the beginning of like a movie, mm-hmm. you know, of like long ago the land of blah 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 with blah blah kind of right so and and uh, then there's also the question of like well why would he go why would he share this with her right here because he's freaking lonely because he hasn't had company (laughs) in who knows how long and and he's a guy and this attractive young woman is there and he has this cute little toy (laughs) and he wants to tell her a story you know it's basically a bedtime story it's a like bedtime he's telling story. her he's, he's bonding yeah there's a reason like yes of course he's going to share this creepy old story with this this beautiful young little girl uh, you know and uh, yes why not share a story like this is the kind of thing humans do when they connect so yeah he's going to share a story mm-hmm. you know so th- it totally it totally fits the scenario yeah and after after this little story this cool little you know exposition here um they have kind of a talk novellan talks about how he's tried to tried to basically bribe himself love mm-hmm. because the 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 curse can only be lifted through love and blood or that was what was mentioned by the priestess was something about love and blood uh as he mentions earlier and 
basically he tried to like you know use treasure to get himself like have people fall in love with him but that's not how love works you know you can't just bribe love right. and so right. of course it it didn't work um and but he kind of makes says that you know he thinks he deserves his fate um which is a little bit of like an odd thing you would think this because this dude just seems like a really nice guy mm-hmm. who probably got drunk and you know trashed a temple in like a drunken binge right he, you know he doesn't seem like he really deserves that but for some reason he thinks that he does yeah there's more to us, the story is what he's, t- yeah. he's saying there's more that i've that i haven't shared with you yeah. and, and, I, and siri, i'm guilty and siri tells him you know she doesn't she's seen like terrible things happen done by people and so she doesn't think that he's a monster um and he says you know he tells her you know he thanks her for that because you know it's it's nice to hear someone tell you that you're not a monster right uh and that you know being a monster isn't just defined by teeth and claws it's defined by your deeds that you do and he kind of gives a little bit of a a reason for why he thinks he deserves this. He says when he first became, you know, like this cursed that he killed all of his staff because he was confused and didn't realize exactly what had happened to him. And in, in his like confusion and rage, he killed all the people that, you know, were there with him. Um, and it's like, Oh, okay. Maybe that's why, you know, like right. he feels bad because he did that and he thinks he deserves it. Yeah. That's um, one of the things I did like about this episode is that every time it seems like there's something he's hiding, it also seems like he then gives some sort of justification for like why he feels that way. And it, yeah. it seems like there, it kind of balances out. And so it makes it's you like, go, okay. All right. I, I will I say like, I have, and we'll get to the real reason later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course I have foreknowledge as far as this stuff goes. And I honestly, what it honestly fooled me for a little bit to where I was wondering if they were going to touch it. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. like, are they going to do the real reason or are they just going to, be like nah we're changing that right right. um and and no they do in fact get to the real reason which we will get to uh after the break after the break all right let's go let's go talk to our patrons and uh read some of our new reviews and we'll be right back very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard Mm -hmm. great let me go prepare my something oil then All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, and we've got two brand new patrons. We have Genesis, who signed up during last week's show in order to join us, because she just wanted to be part of it. And then we also have Crow of Valen, who just signed up today. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for supporting the show. Crow Valen is a Tier 4 patron, a Alessian, who's going to be able to join us this month on the end of the month patron episode. So, Welcome aboard. Glad to have you here as part of our uh, group of patrons who is now grown to 10, 10 patrons. So welcome to everybody. Thank you. Well, thank you to everybody. And man, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for helping to support the show. And if you have, you know, been enjoying the show, if we've done anything to help you get through your work days, through your holiday, through your workouts, through your commutes to work or through 
your brutally terrifying interrogations of prisoners of war <laughs> through your interrogates i don't know anybody who listens to podcasts while interrogate i don't know anybody who interrogates people but if that's something that we've helped you with oh my god then go to <laughs> patreon.com i think, I think if that's something we've helped you with you're obligated yes <laughs> also please don't share anything more about that i hope you work yeah. for like the cia or something i don't know we don't we but don't uh, know. i don't it, think you can tell us anything more about that either probably because not probably no. not government secrets and all that uh but yeah th- please go check out the patreon there's a bunch of different tiers there we can get ad free episodes you can join us on future episodes of the show all sorts of other things in between and um also we have some new reviews from some of our new listeners so i'm going to read these out real quick we have one from kim rn30 from the u.s who writes lorecast Five stars. I am new to The Witcher and haven't played the games yet, but I've just been reading the books and watching the show. I thoroughly enjoy Tom and Tosi and the banter. Thanks, guys, for giving me a deeper look into the world. Keep it up. Well, thanks, Kim. It's always but, nice to hear when people like our banter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It Glad is they nice. appreciate it. it. Yeah, but we we are just thoroughly, um, you know, hate each other. So Tom I'm glad somebody and I enjoys it. We seriously hate each other. Like you Weird. think. <laughs> You think we would have like an amicable relationship at this point? Twenty-eight episodes mm-hmm. in, yeah, no, but no, no. Dartboard oh, with no. his face just right over other. there, just like every day. Darts, darts, and Toasty's face. That's <laughs> that's all I do. Uh, then much. we have Jay Reed Seven Reads in the United States who writes wonderful podcast five stars. I first found the Witcher lorecast after watching season one of The Witcher. I was eager to dive more into the lore of The Witcher and wanted to hear what others thought of the show. Thanks to the podcast, I've been able to engage more with the Witcher universe and am now working my way through the books. I love listening to the podcast in the car and can't wait for all the episodes surrounding season two. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I hope you're enjoying this episode as we go through episode one. Um, So thank you, Jay Reed. And then we have one more from Duck Hunter CES. Wow. CES is happening right now. That's the, the tech show. Um, Duck Hunter. That's a callback. Did you play? You're so young. Did you ever play Duck Hunter on the original Nintendo with a little light gun? No, I Um, I never had an original Nintendo. Yeah, that's 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 way old school. Um, This says great lore channel uh, for Witcher fans. Five stars. My wife and I started rewatching The Witcher on Netflix ahead of season two. Hey, my wife and I did the same thing. Imagine that. <laughs> Toasty too. Look at my that. Wife did, what? My, my wife too. Um, my wife. We also watched Witcher anime, and I previously had finished The Witcher three on PC. This person is just us. I found the podcast because I was looking for a little more background on certain things in the universe, and boy, do these guys deliver! Seriously, if you're looking for more lore associated with the Witcher universe, look no further. This is the podcast for you. Well, Duck Hunter, thank you so much, and you guys are the best. Thank you for taking the time to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you Give us five stars and leave a review. I will read it out on a future episode of the show. Also, Spotify now has the ability for you to leave a rating there as well. So scroll up to the top of your Spotify player where you can see the name of the show and the description. And down underneath that, there's a little place where you can click and give us five stars on that as well. So we would really appreciate you taking the time to do that. It helps make sure that people know that the show is worth listening to and uh, helps make sure that we get recommended for more people to check it out. So we really do appreciate it. And thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are the absolute best. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. 
All right, Toasty. Man, that was fun. That was those were some good uh, reviews. Thank you to everybody. All right, let's get on with the rest of this episode. So, back to Casa... What do we call it? Casa, Casa Nibelin? Nibelin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, we're back to it. Geralt's kind of keeping watch. He's not really, you know, 100% about the place. Uh, he's starting to pick up on some some interesting clues that he's finding he finds like a set of footprints that mm-hmm. lead a little bit away and then just disappear mm-hmm. and he's like, and like mm-hmm. that's a little weird and somebody also, else here he, and then just disappeared that's something's yeah. going on yeah and 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 they're obviously very like uh smaller footprints like one nobody's going to be outside barefoot in the snow like that. Ain't nobody going to be like that. And they're definitely barefoot footprints. Uh, and if anyone's going to do it, it'd probably just be Novellan. But you got to imagine they're that not his feet Nivellan are probably feet. pretty massive mm, at yeah. this point. They're big old. And these are like feet. little, little dainty feet, little tiny feet. So. My, my favorite thing about the Witcher stuff, I think flat out favorite thing beyond just fighting monsters and crazy stuff. Cause I love monsters and all that stuff. And the dark, dark, scary, spooky things is when Geralt plays detective. I love detective Geralt. I love that stuff. I love that stuff in the games. I love, I love just the like little hints of stuff that get written into the books or the games or any of this stuff, the show where Geralt is just piecing things together and going, mm, eh, there's a thing or that guy's lying or, you know, whatever. And then you get the moment of like, okay, all of these things piece together. This is what the monster is. This is what's going on. And this is how I know it. It's just like a good detective series, but it's also wrapped around with all the other cool stuff that happens in the Witcher. So good. Well, too bad. We didn't get that little flash of yellow, you know? Yeah. Kind of been yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Witcher, the Witcher, Witcher vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we come back inside Geralt and Novellan, uh, Basically, Geralt challenges Novella into a drinking game where uh, they throw knives, and whoever misses sticking a knife in Novella's the Novella's father's face, <laughs> just like uh, Toasty's to... face on my wall over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't worry, guys. I gave him magic knives. He still hasn't hit me uh, to this day. He's been why. trying. Um, but I'm gonna have to uh, fix my wall. Gonna have to. This is crazy, but yeah. So uh, the loser, whoever whoever misses, has to drink and tell a truth. So they get to it. Um, Geralt misses uh, a lot. Which, if you're looking, you're like, yeah, this is weird. Like Geralt's pretty pretty good at stuff like like he probably should be able to hit these right so you know it's starting it's looking a little off like maybe he's doing it for a reason or something um basically novella is just trying to find out a bit more information about like why are you with this random little girl like what is going on here this is a little weird it's definitely not something that seems like you before um basically you're going through this and Carol's telling him, you know, what happened and how he got her through the law of surprise and he's going to keep her safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so convenient recap for anybody who missed the first season, but also, you know, good exposition for them to be bonding over what's actually going on. And and we we see Geralt picking up on some of the signs is one. The second knife he throws, he's holding his amulet. He's like, I there's something weirds going on here. 
So he's trying to feel this for, for like some magical interference or something. Um, and they get through all these knife throwing Geralt misses uh, three times and Novellan hits all three and Novellan asks him, you know, what, what happened to you? What changed you? Because you are not like you used to be. Mm-hmm. And Geralt tells him that it, it wasn't what it was who, and then he got changed by Yennefer Vingerberg and how basically he was in love with her and now she's dead and that he's heartbroken essentially in, in typical Geralt fashion. Of course he tells us, but you know, we start to kind of get like, we, we saw his, you know, how he felt after first hearing about it, but we're definitely getting more into the fact that like he, it's really hitting him and like really, has upset him. So they bond over that. Uh, Verena shows up in Siri's room, uh, yes. crawling out of the ceiling. Yes. This is the creepy <laughs> moment we described on the last episode where she's all twitchy and they do all the really cool effects and they have the conversation and then um, the dress. This is where she gives her the dress. She gave her oh, the dress. She asked her, her dress. if she right. liked the dress that she gave That's her right. earlier. Yes. Yeah. And they kind of talk. Verena's asking about or like is sensing things. So she's got some sort of like, you know, something going on where she's able to sense that Siri feels like alone and afraid. And Verena's like, you know, I'm like that too. Like I've never met someone just as alone as me. Um, and kind of, seems like trying to bond a little bit, which is really odd because she's very like twitchy and creepy. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, and she's asking about Geralt because she's like, why are you with him? I know what he is. Yeah. And he kills monsters in series, you know, like, are you a monster? And <laughs> like you're Verena, pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Verena, doesn't exactly answer the question, but tells her, you know, like, I'm different. I'm not like you, but in her mind, she's like telepathically speaks to Siri and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, something's going on <laughs> as if we didn't already know that already. Um, and then like basically Siri picks up on the fact that she's been hiding and the villain's been hiding her because he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. and we can kind of see by her reaction that it seems like she is probably in love with him too. Like the way her like facial expression is and, and right. it's so, and it's like, okay, this is really interesting develop. Like, what is she? We're asking ourselves that question probably at this point of like, you know, what is she? She's obviously not human, but you know, she doesn't seem like she's, out to harm Siri at all. Like she definitely had the opportunity to do that and yeah. she didn't. Yeah. So we start questioning this and then cut back to uh Geralt with Novellan. Uh and basically Geralt calls him out on his bullshit as he pulls a knife from his boot <laughs> and hits it dead center of this dude, like right between the eyes <laughs> yes. on the Boom. picture. And we're yeah. like, okay, yeah, Full he side. definitely can do that. Right. And he's like, okay, why are you cheating? And Novellan's like, yeah, you caught me. I got magic knives. And Geralt's trying to figure out what he's hiding. And Novellan's just dodging yet again. Yeah. He's like, oh, I really got to, I really got to, <laughs> I love the expression, yeah. Dra- yeah. drain the snake and hit the silk. 
Yeah, and he just leaves. <laughs> he just he's just he's out. Just and like, it's like, nope, I'm done. All right. So Geralt goes. Uh, he's like, all right. He's not giving me any answers. I'm gonna figure out what's going on. He makes his way down to the town and sees all the dead people, and he's like, okay, all right, something's definitely going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds those footprints again, and they do the same thing where they kind of lead off. And then they just disappear. And then he like, he, he kind of clicks for him. He's like, it flies. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And he, you know, he's waking up Siri now uh, telling her that she needs to, you know, get ready, get to roach. There's a Brooksa in the house. Right. Right. Um, He pieces it all together. He sees the kind of damage that it's done to the body is probably drained blood. It flies, small footprints, puts all the pieces together and goes, okay, I know what this is. It's a Bruxa. Yeah. It tells Syria that she needs to get to Roach. Like they're the it's time for him to essentially hunt a Bruxa. Um and we get like one of the coolest transitions here with as far as like Siri runs up and she's like, what's going on? And he turns around and he had just drank a potion and the potions effects have now come into play. The eyes are black. He's got the veins going and he's like, move now. And it's like, Mm. that was cool. That moment was super cool. I mean, I I don't think anybody can argue with that. That was sick. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And so he's going around walking around the mansion Casa Novellan, as we've been calling it. Um, he's, I think he's like hearing stuff. It's hard to tell exactly what he's thinking in these situations, but based on like his body movements, I would guess that he's hearing things or maybe smells something off because it seems like he knows where to go. Like he picks up on something and he starts making like a trek for that area. Um, and he breaks into Novellan's room where she's like drinking him dry, mm-hmm. which is fine because he d- can't die. So it's not like that's like a concern right. as and, far as, and Gerald doesn't know, but he, they've agreed to this. Like this is mm-hmm. an, an agreement that they've made that he allows it. Yeah. So Gerald busts in ready to, you know, save Novellan and she hits him with the sonic scream, uh, blasts him into the wall uh after the uh, like once it's over she's disappeared but he's got like the scent or something that he can detect her now whatever it is like scent sense that he's using to detect her mm-hmm. he can detect her he picks up like a pole or a spear jabs it into the wall exactly into her they're kind of having a fight here where he, she's got him pinned down he blasts her through the window with ard and now they're out in the courtyard um and essentially this fight scene going on where Verena's trying to appeal to Siri while fending off Geralt's, uh, which she's actually really good at. And it's very terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's pretty solid in this fight, especially because if I, I, I guess I didn't mention it, but um, so she looks like a normal person except for eyes normally, but when she does the sonic scream thing, it reveals her like maw, of like rows of teeth (laughs) it's like a partial transformation into the brooks it's like whenever she uses her monster abilities it's like her uh, she she transforms part of her body more into the monster side of her Mm -hmm. and until we get to the part of the fight where she just fully transforms but every time she she does more of these monster type things it's like she she 
she bends less from less human to more monster and then back again it's really and interesting. she can do it fluidly like there's oh, yeah. not much of a time in between her ability to do this like she can she can do that scream the the like the jaw like the fangs are out and then a second later they're gone and she just looks normal again and so she can transition insanely quick which is something that makes you know higher forms of vampires like a bruxa absolutely terrifying oh yeah um because the only the only thing worse i think I may, you know, there's a lot of different vampires and stuff, but I think as far as like Geralt's opinion, the only thing worse than a Bruxa is a legit higher vampire mm-hmm. like Regis. Mm-hmm. So, but like, cause in, in the books, whenever he figures out that she's a Bruxa, he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this is <laughs> it's not a good. very, Oh shit moment for him. <laughs> he's not ready for it. Uh-huh. So they have the fight. We get to see a lot more sign usage from Geralt. He's using uh, Quinn now. I would assume Quinn. We're going to call it Quinn. It's They're the not shield, gonna... right? The, yeah. The shield. It's, it's either that or the other one, which is... Uh, Essentially what... the same thing. Right. It's, to, it's, it's a shield of sorts. And he's right. fluidly switching between these signs, too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets into the fight where she eventually turns into, like, her full Bruxa form. She's flying around. She looks a lot like a bat. Um and she's going for these kind of like sneak attacks where she flies away and then tries to drop in for an ambush. Geralt's detecting these and eventually cuts her out of the sky and she reverts back to her human form and tries to take Siri hostage and tell him to leave. Um, or, you know, she's going to rip her throat out and it's like, okay, you know, I got to play this carefully. Um, until Novellan actually comes to the rescue and impales Verena with a spear, mm-hmm. um, which leads to probably the second most creepiest thing in this entire season, uh, where <laughs> she inverts her arms and the head uh-huh. backwards to drag herself down the spear because she's a vampire. Spears, spear doesn't matter. It's just a normal spear. <laughs> And so she's dragging herself down the spear toward Novellan, saying that if I can't have you, no one else will. I love you. Totally creepy. He's freaking out. And it seems like she's about to feed on him yet again. And Geralt goes in for the killing blow and cuts her head off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's, pre- it's pretty rough. Novellan's like, like screaming. Like he's heartbroken at this point. He, you know, he was actually in love with her and she's now dead. Um, she gives like a warning to Siri, but right before she bursts into like flames uh, of like saying that he'll come for you too, which is kind of a thing where you're questioning what is she talking about? Because I think everyone, everyone that's heard that part, I think it just hit my mic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> um, but everyone, everyone who hears that part, we're like, Garrett's not going to do anything to Siri. Like we, we right. all know that Garrett's not going to do anything. So who, who is she talking about? Hmm? Yeah. Talking or, about? or is, is it like the typical like villain thing where you're trying to sow doubt? Yeah. She, she is trying to do that. The whole fight like, is you are, possible. you are, we, you are strange. Like I am. I know you, you know, you are, you are going to be a monster too, which is foreshadowing in some ways mm-hmm. to the end of the season. So, she ins- she bursts into flames. Um, the the 
basically condition of love and blood is met and Novellan gets cured now like the curse is lifted mm-hmm. uh through the death of arena and he is back to his normal human mortal self um where he reveals that uh, he knew of course about her and she didn't care about him being cursed and he had an agreement with her to where he would let her feed on him because of course he can't he couldn't die in that in that state so it wasn't a problem for her to feed on him um it was drain a, him but it wasn't enough but it wasn't enough right. she couldn't help herself she still needed more and so hunted down people and was killing innocent people which you know of course that's a big no-no for Geralt. and he he knew about this and he turned a blind eye to it because he was so desperate for that i guess that that love and that attention mm-hmm. that he couldn't get from anyone else uh that he he ignored it um because she didn't care that he was cursed cursed and not for trashing the temple mm-hmm. but for and i'm going to give a i guess a content warning here for content anyone yeah. um trigger trigger warning trigger warning right now um so if you need to click off the podcast for, now, you know, vi- please a certain, type of, so. a certain type of violence towards uh, individuals, sexual, sexual violence. violence right. yeah. And he, yeah. so he reveals that he raped the priestess um, and that's why she cursed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see this is where like the whole mood changes. Right. Like it was like this dude was a friend you know, Geralt thought fondly of him, definitely was questioning a little bit there, but he's still trying to be like sympathetic at the end there. Like he had to kill her. He seems like he kind of regrets it a little bit. And he's, he's, you know, he's, he's sad because his friend is, you know, lost a loved one and he's trying to be comforting. And then he, he drops that bomb and Geralt's like, Geralt and Siri both are just like, what yeah like okay Wait. maybe you deserve this fate all right yeah, yeah. so Geralt just doesn't say like, anything right and basically he just yeah like he just walks away he, yeah. he can't at that point He's and it's like, like no and <clears throat> dude's begging Siri to stay and it's like Siri's of course isn't gonna stay she's like because no <laughs> hell no nah, <laughs> definitely not um and so they're walking away and, and Novellan begs Geralt to take his sword and, f- and end him. And Geralt tells him, you're mortal now. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Coldest line of the whole season. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, my gosh. But- if they had ended the episode here. Oh, right. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with the way they ended it. But if, imagine if they had just ended it here. Yeah. At that line yeah. cut to credits that would have been insane right so <laughs> and then we get, we get then we get another scene and this scene actually was proposed by um by henry cavill did you hear about this uh i don't think so yeah so mind. this this like post main part of the story scene where Geralt and siri get to talk and they have a little fire and they have kind of a denouement moment uh was um suggested by henry and they uh they, they added it into the to the episode. So, yeah. So this scene, 
Uh, Geralt's, we get to see that kind of, I think it's a little bit of an Easter egg towards the game where he's coming out of his, he's like meditating, coming out of the, the mutagens, or not the mutagens, but like the potions, um, dropping off, like the effects go away. And he, they have a talk about, you know, when, when he tells her to do something, she needs to do it. Like he's, he's trying to be kind of her guardian here and it's not going to work if, you know, she doesn't listen to him and, you know, Siri kind of reveals just how scared she is and how she feels like, like something in her could just burn the world and she wouldn't care. Like Which is she such feels a good like, line. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> and it's, it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's it's kind of and she's she's scared by this like she's scared that she feels this way because she feels like she shouldn't um but she's seen so much death and like destruction at this point which is you know understandable we get to see all the stuff she goes through it's understandable you know kind of the trauma that you've been through and she tells him you know like i don't know how to handle this fear and he tells her you know fear is an illness and if you don't treat it, it will consume you. But if you face your fears, then you like it helps you to prevent them in the future or at least grow to overcome them. Right. Right. So it, it's a very important bonding scene between the two. Right. And and even, so he tells her this and he then he tells her, you know, even then you're not alone. I'm here for you. I'll protect you. So it's a really important bonding scene between the two because I, I, go ahead. Uh, I, 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 sorry to jump in, but I, I agree. I think that this was a, a very poignant moment to put here, but it also sets the stage for the rest of the season and all the rest of the episodes where we don't have to, in the back of our heads, wonder if Siri is doubting Geralt in every scene from this moment on. Like mm -hmm. this sets up a moment where we go, okay, they've, they've had a moment where they've set this up and they've, they've clarified, like they've had the father daughter moment. They've had the moment of like, Siri, you're not alone. I'm here. I'm here with you regardless of anything else that, that happens. So from this moment on, unless there's reason to doubt, Siri knows that she can trust Carol mm -hmm. done. That has been established, you know? So whatever dangerous situations happen from here on, we know that that is set. And I think that that was a really wise thing to do to set that right here at the end of this episode, because otherwise you watch the rest of these episodes wondering, like, are we going to end up with her doubting him? Is the reason why she's not listening to him and doing something else because she doesn't trust him? And, and no, it's because she's a teenager and she just wants to do her own thing or no, because she just, you know, she has her in her own head that she just wants to do what she wants, not because she wants to be told, but it's not because she doesn't trust him. That's not the reason. I think that's important. So that didn't say, um, and then finally for the episode, uh, we get back to Fringilla and Yin at their, their little camp. Um, and these massive harpoons just get shot out of the woods and start straight murdering yeah. and yanking dudes. yanking dudes off the screen, which was yeah. a really cool effect. I thought this was yeah. really cool. Um, it also brings them both down, um, and this is another theme of the the entire season is Frangilla and Yennefer in some ways being brought down and then having to build themselves back up again. 
mm-hmm. uh, in different ways. And that's what we get here in kind of a like, uh oh, what's going to happen? They get ambushed. What's what's going on? And then and yeah, they get ambushed, and they're by them. Like all of the men get like yanked out of there, and it's just them two left. And that's it. That's the end. We don't know exactly what happens yet. They're just there, surrounded by nothing. Some mysterious threat in the woods. Yep. And ending credits. Yep. So that's the episode. So, all right, Toasty. So, like I stated at the beginning, this is probably one of the least debated episodes of the season. Um, for the most part, pretty solid. It's got some good combat in it. We talked about in the last episode, you know, the acting, all the all the set pieces, all of that stuff's pretty good. The um, the flow of the episode's pretty solid. What do you think? Well, first off, I think that we gotta we gotta pick a new rating system. Okay. Okay. You know why? Uh huh. Why? Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the rest of the season. Um, I don't feel like we can accurately rate it in Witcher medallions because the medallion tree <laughs> isn't in exactly in the best uh, position to be holding our medallions anymore. Oh so, boy. Okay. <laughs> so I think we got to change our rating system to something else. Okay. Just because the, you know, you don't got anywhere to put our medallions. All right. Uh, How about uh, members of the wild hunt? That sounds terrible. Okay. How about. That was be like, like, what? I give this four out of five (laughs) wild hunt members. Oh God. Um, All right. How about. Ow. About oh, I just rolled over my toe on with my chair. Jeez, oh, indeed. that was a bad idea. Don't yeah, don't do that. that okay, sounds how about toes? I give this I give this nine out of my ten toes. Oh, uh, that one of sounds them like a bad rating, even if it's a good rating. Oh yeah, that's not good. You want to keep all <laughs> um, ten of your toes? Um, you got yeah, any I'll ideas? Here? the toes, please. Oh dear. Uh, you know what? Now you got me. Signs. How many Brooks, signs? Brooks of teeth. Brooks of teeth. <laughs> Brooks the teeth for this. Ten, a ten base system works better. Uh, is, is what Rob the princess says because we end up ten? using halves anyway. So that was another suggestion I was going to make, right? Okay, so, so we'll do every, out of ten. I've, I think every episode in season two is better than every. Well, maybe not every, but most of the episodes in season two are better than all the episodes in season one. So we okay. gotta we gotta up the rankings mm. to ten because okay, you know, just all right, we'll do it out of ten. Five's I not enough. Don't know that they're all better i mean there's definitely some serious flaws in some of the storytelling i think they're yeah, more but exciting like, but there's definitely I, some we're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna hash this out i know for maybe, sure. maybe personally for me the characters is where i'm i sit most of the time as far as like character development character uh-huh. interactions are the most important thing to me and i think this season What's kills better? it on that front okay as far as okay. that goes I'm, I'm just gonna say one thing here Vesemir. I feel like I feel like Vesemir got the short end of the stick. I feel like but we're going to we we're going to have to learn, hold off. We're gonna I feel to, like we didn't learn much about Geralt in season 1, therefore we didn't learn much about Vesemir in season 2. Season 3 will be the real killer right, for him. All right. Well, we're going to have to hold off on this cuz we'll we'll get in of course we got it's plenty of time. It's going to be a while before we get to that one. We're gonna, we got plenty of time yeah. to get more into this stuff. But yeah, I I we're going with some of it. Okay, we're going to debate this stuff. I know. But okay, so we're 10 10 of somethings. Tell you what, you guys write us, let us know, log on to the Robots Rated Discord, tell us what we should be rating, rating this out of 10 what's. 10 monsters, 10 something, we don't know yet. But out of 10, what do you rate this episode? 
Give it a 10. <laughs> Is it a 10 out of 10? I, I give it a so. 9. I give it a 9 out of 10. I think that, for the most part, it's pretty solid. I think that it, it kind of... There's a few little TV tropey things that happen in it, but for the most part, really solid. Pretty solid. Leshies? 10 Leshies? That's a lot of Leshies, Rob. I don't know if We're anybody wants it. to now, fight 10, 10 Leshies. 10 out of 10 Leshies for oh me. Oh my god. 10, all right, 9 out of 10. Leshy, wait. Leshy hands. Leshy hands? Because the they show up in the in the season? Yeah, yeah. All leshy right. hands. All right, 10 out of 10 Leshy hands. Whew. I give it 10 out of 10. That's, a, that's terrifying, but... Leshy fingers? Nah, Leshy hands. Hands, all right. Full hands. All right, that's like it's five, of, five Leshy's of worth of hands. out there missing hands, all right, apparently. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, I, yeah, I give it a nine. I give it a nine. All right, well, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Log into the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. Uh, it's also on the robotsradio.net website, which has been revamped, so go check it out. Um, woohoo! Toast, you got anything else to share before we go? Uh... Same stuff as usual. Follow us at Witcher Lorecasts. We've been getting a lot of follows recently on Witcher Lorecast on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. Send send us yeah, stuff I there. Notifications. And then we'll make Toasty post things more often. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm working. I, I I'm get there. I'm get there. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's resolution: get better at managing the Twitter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Toasty. I have myself. so many other Twitters that I have to log into that I've I've maxed out the number of Twitter accounts I can log into on my, on my browser. So. Wow, that's yeah. That's well, it only gives you five. Impressive. It only gives you five. Oh, okay. But that's the problem is that I can't actually log in without having to unlog out of all of them every time. So that's my oh, that's problem is that it's a pain that's in the butt. Yeah. 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 And then mm. uh, um, I don't have the other thing to shout out that I normally do because of things that are happening so not gonna say that one um uh, okay all right um mysterious but all right yeah very mysterious i think you'll notice this it's it's been posted on the discord in that channel um so uh that's it i right. think cool cool yeah i've got a uh, uh, notifications have gone up on um have been going up on the uh little automatic things that go up on the podcasts but uh I'm streaming every night, whether it's uh, for these shows, for the podcast, or playing games with the community. So come hang out with me on the Robots Radio YouTube page or on Twitch. I stream on both places simultaneously. I'm restreaming everywhere. So come hang out. Love to have you guys join us for the live show or for just hanging out and playing games. Um, and that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you for being here. And we will be back next week. Sorry we missed Monday, but I'll get this episode up as soon as absolutely possible. We'll be back next Monday to talk about episode two and that's it for this show so until next time everyone stay safe out there and don't trust a weird creepy mansion and a beast man if you run into him in the middle of the woods because he might be hiding a scary vampire lady it could happen all right we'll see you guys later bye everyone Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.